Welcome to the Grave Plot Podcast. Let's go with that. <laughs> I got Happy- you so off guard, didn't I? <laughs> she totally did. <laughs> Happy Halloween, boys and girls, from the Grave Plot Podcast. I'm Skeletoni. I'm Taylor of Terror. Welcome to our Halloween. Don't say it. <laughs> spectacular. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's kind of spectacular. It's yeah, it's supersized this year. That's right. I mean, even though it's a, a quote unquote mini, Isaac called us out for mini so. I know he did. He's like, I'm listening to this um two hour mini sode. <laughs> Shut up, Isaac. Uh, yeah. So this is gonna be a, uh, it's technically a mini so, but we are reviewing three movies, which we have not done for Halloween since year one. Don't listen to that. Don't listen to that. I honestly... How long is that episode? <laughs> oh, God. I don't even know. Fucking six hours. A million years long. Um, I really want. To, wish we could go back and re-review those movies. I mean, we could. We could. We could just do like uh, like when bands re-record songs. Just yeah. re-record it word, word for word, except do it better. <laughs> anyway. So not word for word. <laughs> Well, yeah. Uh, start, sound less like uh, idiots. Idiots, yeah. <laughs> anyway, so yeah, this year we're doing three movies, which we weren't originally, but we decided to. Uh, we're just like, fuck it. Like, we're, we better do Halloween Kills. Yeah. Even though we had already picked two movies that really nobody probably cares about. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we probably could have just gotten rid of these movies and just done Halloween Kills and. Call the good. Probably, yeah. Uh anyway, but we are gonna be talking about the the fan favorites <laughs> Bad Candy and Black Pumpkin. And then we're gonna round things out with Halloween kills. So hopefully get that nasty taste of that mounds bar out of your mouth. Cause mounds are fucking disgusting. Anything with coke with coconuts gross. Oh poppycock. Fuck you. Coconut should die. No, it should not. You know what? Honestly, there's like a like a fungus out there that's killing off bananas. And like like in the near future we're not gonna have bananas. What? Yeah, there's like a banana it's like this uh this fungus or something that's killing banana trees. There's a fungus among us? Yeah, among the banana trees, yeah. Uh, that should happen to coconuts instead. It sh- it should have been them. <laughs> no, you're wrong. You're wrong. You are. Your face is wrong. You 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 do. Okay. <laughs> uh, anyway, so yeah, no horror business. So let's just let's just get this uh, get this bitch going. 
Yeah. Yeah. Movie reviews. Trick or treat. Wait, what are we starting with? I didn't ask. <laughs> Oh, I thought you were doing oh, yeah, we do, yeah, do, do that beep, after. Beep, beep, beep. That's gimmick. A, that's the gimmick, yeah. <laughs> so you want to ask me now or what are we doing? <laughs> what are we doing first, Taylor? <laughs> let's <laughs> let's start with bad candy. Welcome back, kids, to the Psychotronic FM Halloween show. This is Chili Billy. It's station 66.6. Ghouls, werewolves, vampires, ghosties with the mosties. You guys ready for tonight? It's Halloween, or as we like to call it, Hell Hollows Eve. We continue down this dark and dusty road on the night when the space between the living and the dead is at its thinnest. You're uh, kind of old to be treated. I want you to call in with your scariest ideas, your deepest fears, your spookiest nightmares, so I can twist the knife into your stories. Can you dig it? Oh, watch it. Let me make it up to you. <laughs> Got the really good candy. Hey, Bill, we got a caller on the line that wants to know what your biggest fear is. My biggest fear? Mm-hmm. The dark. This is going to be awesome. Happy Halloween! You gonna die, bitch. All right, Bad Candy takes place in the fictional town of New Salem. Uh, I don't know. Do they say what state? Nope. All right. Uh, we're reintroduced to... I tried to look up, like, there There are a slew of New Salems in the United States, uh, and I could not find one that looked more like this would be accurate, like... I mean, I assume it's the Northeast, but I think that's just because I'm thinking of Salem, Massachusetts. So. Yeah. Uh, but we're introduced. That's just like the beginning of all the missteps in this movie. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we're uh, taken to a small little radio station. The very predictable 66.6 on the dial. Uh, Psychotronic radio. Here's a little fun fact, guys. The FM band only goes down to 88. <laughs> So this is this is poppycock. <laughs> malarkey, I say. <laughs> Enough with the malarkey. I'm introduced to the radio DJ Chili Billy, played by Slipknot's Corey Taylor. This fucking guy. Uh, and his producer Paul, played by none other than Zach Galligan of Gremlins fame. Zach Gilligan. Zach <laughs> Galifianakis. <laughs> nope. <laughs> Uh, so it's Halloween night, and apparently people listen to Psychotronic Radio just to hear Chili Billy tell ghost stories. That's silly. Silly Billy. Silly Chili Billy. <laughs> silly Chili Billy. <laughs> That's what they should have called him. Because he's silly. He's a silly guy. 
like who listens to the radio first of all nobody, nobody and if you're gonna to listen to the radio why like i want to listen to talk radio where someone just tells ghost stories you know what the, you know who listens to the radio fucking old people that want to like hear them talk about how the liberals are taking over the country that's who listens to the radio pretty much yeah everyone else listens to, like podcasts or yeah. N- or npr podcast <laughs> so uh The, the first story that we get is about Kyra, who is, uh, she's, she's dressed like a witch. Um, her and her friends are getting ready to go trick-or-treating. They're all in their, their zombie lair, I think is what they called it. It's, just, it's a treehouse. Yeah, it's, it's a very nice treehouse. Yeah, it's like basically a house on stilts. I thought it was a house at it, first. It, yeah. It looks like a house, and then they go inside, and it's much smaller inside. Sure, it's like yeah. the opposite of Doctor Who. <laughs> right. Well, it's like, it's, it's uh, you know, outside it looks like a house. Inside it looks very much what you'd, you'd expect a treehouse to look It looks look like, like Bart Simpson's treehouse. Yeah. As far as there's no, there's no, like, no girls allowed sign up. Yeah. Just for the, you know, the, the kitsch. Yeah. <laughs> so they're all getting ready, putting on their costumes and whatnot, and they're like... We got to watch out for bullies. And they're like, speaking of, and this kid who looks like he's 12 and two and a half feet tall is like this twerpy little kid is out there smashing their pumpkins. I'm like, there's six of you and he's a tiny little baby person. Go kick his ass. Like, <laughs> I would go out there and literally kick his ass. Yeah. Just be like, get the fuck out of here. Get off my property, you little shit. <laughs> Maybe throw a rock at his head. But apparently he's a bully. Uh, I guess he's got a Napoleon complex or something. <laughs> but like, he literally, he's smashing their pumpkins and they go out and they go, hey, stop it. And he goes, yeah. okay. He's <laughs> like, like, hey, you, don't do that. And he's like, I'll, I'll be back. <laughs> and then leaves. You haven't seen the last of me. <laughs> <laughs> and he storms off. You're like, stupid club. I don't want to be part of your club anyways. Um, and then we follow him to, oh, do we follow him first or do we follow Kyra first? Uh, well, so you see Kyra, she, she's, she's a scribbler. She draws. Yeah. She's, she's she starts to draw artiste. and her friend is like, hey, don't do that. You remember what happened last time. We get, you know, that old chestnut. Yeah, but we never, we never know what happened last time. Right. No, we just get the very generic <laughs> setup of, you know what happened last time. But she draws a little... A little guy, a little, little creepy clown, and uh, he comes out of nowhere. He just like becomes real. Yeah. And suddenly we see this clown, and he follows. He follows the little shit. Yeah. And he fucks him up. Yeah. The little kid goes, and he, you know, there's a house that says, "Take one as a fucking honorable." Got <laughs> your fucking honorable. <laughs> and honorables are quick. <laughs> He picks out all the ones that he apparently can't eat because he's also a nerd with allergies. <laughs> Seriously, how has no one kicked this kid's ass? How is this kid a bully? Yeah. This is like a very repressed town if this is the town bully. Really? The town rough. But he's just like, oh, can't eat that. Can't eat that. And then he just dumps the rest in his bag. And he goes around the side of the house where there's there's like a blanket or something. And he's like, oh, what's behind here? And there's this giant clown statue and a box that says candy 
and he uh, gets scared by the clown statue or something. It like jumps out at him and he goes, ah, <laughs> and he's like, ah, and runs away. And then he, he steps outside and there's this creepy clown who grabs his face and his melts his face and turns him into a little, little statue thing. Yeah. It looks like a little, like an antique doll thing. Yeah. It's like a little wood statue and it kind of looks like the ones that Stanley made on the office that had bird legs. <laughs> um, and then he takes him back to his little lair and puts him with all the other little trinkets that he has his other little tchotchkes yeah and you think that's going to be like his thing yeah that was going to be but it doesn't you happen. never see that happen again nope. never explains any of the other ones that are also porcelain for some reason they yeah. look completely different than this one yeah I mean you, you know when you got a shelf of little tchotchkes on it you gotta you gotta spice it up but uh You'd think if that's like his thing, that he'd just like turn everything into the same. Yeah, you'd think we would thing. come back to that too. Like you get a full set. Right. <laughs> Collect the whole set. <laughs> uh, but so we go back to Kyra, who gets um, gets a text from her stepdad and is just like, hey, I hate you. Come home. And she's like, well, got to go home, I guess. <laughs> Where the fuck are you? I'm going to kill you. Smiley face. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, basically. And so she meets up with her drunk ass stepdad driving his truck, who he just ran over some guy. We saw him. This guy's like on the side of the road with a flat tire or something's wrong with his car. And he's just like waves at this guy to stop. And he just kills him, just runs him over. Isn't he like reaching for something? He's like reaching for a beer or something. Yeah. And so, yeah, he just, he definitely knows. He definitely knows something happened. He knows he hit something. Yeah. Like, whatever, it's probably fine. Yeah. Uh, so Kyra meets up with him, gets in his truck, even though he's clearly hammered. Uh, they get back to the mobile home, and her stepdad is just like, Halloween is fucking stupid. You're not celebrating Halloween, you dumb bitch. <laughs> he's just like unnecessarily hostile. Yeah. He's just like, this is why your mom's dead. <laughs> he goes on Halloween. He's <laughs> just like, what are you talking about? Yeah, this girl's mom's dead. We have no idea why. Nope. Apparently, it has something to do with Halloween. Yeah. And he's angry about it. <laughs> uh, so he grounds her, sends her to her room. Um, you got notes there? Not really. No. I've tried to find some, but... I guess this isn't as helpful as I thought it was going to be. The trouble with this movie is that it, and this is kind of jumping ahead in in the review portion, but the trouble with this movie is it tries to be like Trick or Treat. Especially this first uh, story. Like, it tries real hard to be Trick or Treat, including having the pumpkins, like the signature jack-o'-lanterns from Trick or Treat. Yeah. Uh and the problem with that is that trick or treat, um, you know, Mike Doherty, we, we, we've filleted Doherty enough on this show, but trick or treat is so well done that the stories flow in and out of each other so well to where even though we're focusing on different stories, different characters, they interact with each other and weave around so perfectly that you don't even notice it's happening. Mm-hmm. This one tried to do that, but it was like, you know, a drunk guy trying to do it. It was like this big drunk stepdad 
trying to write Trick or Treat. It was like somebody watched Trick or Treat and then tried to tell the New York Post about it. (laughs) (laughs) What happened next, Midge? Uh... Fuck. I'm trying to remember what happens when. So I may I may kind of jump around and not actually go in chronological. Nobody's gonna care. Uh so Kyra <laughs> Kyra's in her room and she's doodling and she like draws this little pixie thing, and all of a sudden it like comes out of the page, which I apparently I guess this is what happened last time. Yeah, this this must be what happened last time. Yeah. The pixie like goes under the door and tries to open because there's a chain lock on the outside of her room yeah and so this pixie is trying to open it but apparently isn't strong enough so next time draw a stronger pixie <laughs> stupid asshole but instead she draws this like my pet monster looking thing <laughs> so fucked up <laughs> and i'm like i can't tell if this thing is adorable or just like hideous yeah but it's not scary i think maybe it's like so hideous that it's cute yeah um it's trying so hard but the stepdad comes in and he murders this thing, just stomps its brains in. It's like, whoa, that didn't work out for you, did it, yeah. Kyra? And he kills the the pixie. So, and and this, he starts yelling about her mom being dead again. So she draws her mom, and her mom comes up, appears as a ghost. She's like this banshee thing. Yeah, and she's very angry. So angry and so she sucks the stepdad's blood out of his eyes from like three feet away so the blood's just flying across the room yeah and straight into her mouth and, and like the blood effect looked like it was being like microsoft paint yeah it wasn't great <laughs> and then the stepdad dies and uh days days what is that from <laughs> we've been doing it for so long now i can't remember where it came from <laughs> Uh, and so then now Kyra's like, all right, I'm going trick-or-treating. Later, bitch. <laughs> I'm just going to leave this dead body in the middle of the room. <laughs> this will be tomorrow Kyra's problem. <laughs> um, meanwhile, her friends are doing what? J- jacking off. <laughs> Breathing and jacking off. <laughs> um, what are they doing? Fuck. Um, man, I really wish that I could find a synopsis for this anywhere. Yeah, and it's like, like thinking it probably would have really benefited me to watch it again, but I really didn't want to. <laughs> um, shit. Uh. doing well they're trick-or-treating oh there's the guy that's putting razor blades in the candy he gets clapped up real quick yeah he's just like this weird creepy old dude who kind of looks like the uh the guidance counselor from freaks and geeks he looks like a fucking redneck version of mr krieg yeah i mean this is clearly their version of mr krieg who but instead of just like saying i don't have any candy he puts razor blades in it yeah uh, yeah. What happens to him? Fuck. The clown comes and kicks his ass. Yeah. I don't know this. I don't know what the deal is with this clown. 
Uh, I mean, we find out later what his deal is, but we do. Yeah, I don't remember. <laughs> Basically, this clown, like he's this is them trying to make a Sam. Yeah. Um. Then yeah, he he kills this old man. Uh, this is not going well. No. Um, and then we see this, this Halloween party. Uh, it's like a rave kind of thing. And, um, Ryan Kaiser is walking around selling drugs to people. Is that his name? Ryan Kaiser? Yeah. Um, and yeah, he's this drug dealer and he's both selling and giving away drugs. And he gets attacked in the bathroom of this taco joint by a guy in a devil costume mm-hmm. who literally just like beats the shit out of him. Yeah. Stabs him in the ear and then slams his head into the toilet until he's dead. Right. Until he dies. <laughs> uh, and then we follow one of the girls that he gave drugs to who gets called into work at the mortuary where she goes and takes the coconut flavored acid that apparently he gave her and drinks a bottle of vodka and then fucks a dead guy. Yeah. And I'm like, what is going on? <laughs> like, like, yeah, she just like, gets so pissed off that she has to go into work to work in the morgue, the, the morgue morgue. Um, and, she so her way of lashing out is to get fucking loaded on the job, and then fuck a dead guy. It's like, but why? I mean, what? What the hell? And like the whole time she's at this rave, she seems like kind of, uh, you know, kind of timid. But then, like as soon as she gets to the morgue, she just starts acting like a fucking weirdo. Yeah. And like she's yeah she's making out with this dead guy and then she starts grinding on him and it it seems like she fucks it I don't know how you fuck a dead guy because I don't think they have boners I don't think they can get boners I think you'd have to like prop it up with a splint or something yeah um but I mean the only thing I was really getting out of this is like I'm like man she gonna take her top off <laughs> and then she never does no so I'm like oh this this is a waste but all of a sudden the guy comes back to life. And she gets startled. Black eyes. He's got black eyes. He's got black eyes. The darkest eyes like Adele's eyes. Um, (laughs) She runs away into this freezer that's full of dead bodies. And they all come to life and they eat her. They do? Yeah, they're zombies. I I thought she freezes to death. Well, the bodies came to life and they started coming at her. And then that was when we panned away. So I don't know. I assume they ate her. Okay. Oh, you're right. Okay, I'm I'm just kind of scanning through the movie here because I remember fucking dick about it. Yeah, I mean, like every once in a while we go back to Chili Billy and Paul, and they're you know just kind of <laughs> silly Chili Billy. silly Chili Billy and Paul, and they're just kind of you know bantering, bullshitting. Uh, what other stories do we have? Uh, do to do to do got. Some chick who, a lot of this movie starts revolving around this party. Yeah. Um, And you got this chick who goes there and 
she goes into her house and she starts getting chased by some dude in a fucking Trump hat. Oh yeah. She, one of, one of the necrophiliac girl's friends, um, goes home and yeah, there's these two dudes in her, in her house. And one of them is just like, you know, oh, th- this isn't worth it. I'm leaving. And the other guy who's, yeah, he's wearing a make America great again, hat and a trench coat. That's a costume. Apparently he starts chasing her around. I don't know if he's trying to murder her or rape her or just freak her out. But he, yeah, he chases her around and kind of kicks her ass a little bit. Uh, she nail guns his foot to the ground and then runs out. He chases her and then he just like hangs himself on a, a swing set. Like she was under the swing set and he just kind of walks and grabs the swing. And then it looked like he just wrapped it around his neck all of a sudden. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it was like a supernatural thing or if he just fell or what, but it looked like he just hung himself. And then this clown comes up and chops up his body. Yep. Um, and then we also see this Uber Lyft kind of driver. Uh, he dresses as Dracula and picks people up. He, he's the one that takes this, uh, this friend home. Mm -hmm. And then we follow him and we see him. He picks up this other guy and this guy's just like a total dick. And he's like, why are you dressed like that? You look like a fucking idiot. I hate Halloween. I'm going to smoke in your car. Yeah. And then the guy's like, you know what? Rides over, get out. And this guy's like, fuck you. You're being a dick. And it's like, no, man. You're the, you're the dick. Yeah. My car, my rules, motherfucker. Right. Uh, but then we if we follow him and he picks up a friend of his and they go out into the woods and there's all these dudes in their underwear and they put pumpkins on their heads and they basically just like yell at him for being bad people. We see the guy that he dropped off as one of these people. And they, like I said, they put pumpkins on their head and they're just like, run, rabbit. Yeah. And these guys all start like running around in circles, acting like chickens with their heads cut off. <laughs> it's like, where do we go? Where do we go? Where do we go? And these two guys and their friend uh, start throwing spears at them. Yeah. It's just like it's just this weird game they play on Halloween, apparently. Yeah, it's like these Olympian fucking javelin throws. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Yeah. And meanwhile, their fourth friend is off somewhere and he's like freaking out and spitting blood. And then all of a sudden he turns into this giant bat gargoyle creature mm-hmm. and starts like flying over these dudes and picking them off and Which ripping their heads off the entirety of the budget for this movie went yeah and yeah he's just like ripping these guys to shreds um oh i forgot to mention the the dracula guy also he picked up this prostitute took her back to his pimp and said he wanted to meet the pimp and then him and his buddy like got into a kung fu fight with the pimp and all his boys. Stupid. Uh yeah, until Batman he kills all the people. Not not the not, not the Batman, not Robert Pattinson, but um, <laughs> the man bat. Is that better? But not the man bat. Not not the man bat. There's a there's a man bat? Yeah. Oh. He's he's a Batman villain. Oh, go fake. I did not know that. Uh, and I, I think finally we get somebody calls in. They say we 
after they have some power outages at the at the station, they say, "All right, we got time for one last story. Go ahead and call in. And tell us what you want to hear." And somebody says, "Tell the story of the the ghost uh, ghost hunters that came to town." So he starts telling the story about this, you know, TV show, ghost hunters, ghost adventures, Zach Baggins kind of thing. And uh, they, this host is this older woman and she starts kind of having visions, which didn't seem like was like her thing. It didn't seem like she was like a psychic mm-hmm. ghost hunter or anything. She just kind of randomly started having these visions. And she finds herself kind of teleported to this in the past when this young boy was playing tiddlywinks. <laughs> I know these, these two old boys say, Hey, if you go into this house and they have a bunch of old comics in the basement, and if you steal one and bring it back to us, then you can go trick or treating with us. And so this kid goes in there. Like I'm, I'm cool. I'll, I'll just go by myself. It's fine. <laughs> also, I'm like 16. Yes. <laughs> Might be a little, Time to stop with the trick-or-treating. That's when you get dirty looks from people at the door. Yeah. Just like, you get out of here. But this kid seems like he's a little bit of a nerd, so he he needs friends, I guess. So he goes into the house, and he all of a sudden, he's now talking to this ghost hunter woman. She's interacting. Actually, she's, she, he's in the basement with a, a lighter lighting his way, and she startles him, and he drops it, and he lights the comics on fire. And Which doesn't make any sense. She's in the the future or the present and he's in the past. Yeah. She just has this weird psychic connection to the past. It's like, is she there or not? Yeah. It doesn't make any sense. And then he can't open the door to get out of the house. And the, the two boys run, they'd take off. And all of a sudden her, her crew bursts in the door in the present. And they're like pulling her out of the house and she's like, I can save him. I can save him. But she, you, you can't because he's, he's in the past. And yeah, this, this already happened. Yeah. So he burns to death. And we find out that Paul at Psychotronic Radio was one of the boys, one of the young boys that trapped him in there. Right. And this caller is actually the host woman's daughter. And she is yelling at Silly Chilly Billy that... Paul is not what he seems, and he's a liar, and you need to tell the real story. He's a fuckface. And meanwhile, Paul has gone off because he went to chase the clown, who we find out is actually the boy from the fire. I don't know how. I, well, I know how I missed that because I probably stopped paying attention. You probably tuned out by this point, yeah. Um, but Paul dies, dies, dies. <laughs> I don't uh, know what that goofy laugh was I just did. <laughs> Uh, silly chilly Billy <laughs> bails out of the station. The clown chases him outside and we see Kyra has drawn the clown, but then she rips up the paper and the clown disappears. And then we get a voiceover from the daughter of this host for some reason, as we just see kind of like a montage of where the people from the stories are now. Okay. So riddle me this. And then it just kind of ends. <laughs> riddle me this. The clown is the young boy, mm-hmm. but also a drawing. Yes. <laughs> I don't get it. <laughs> I feel like if I, th- if I think too hard about this movie, I'm going to get a h- headache. Probably, yeah. 
I, I, I have to imagine this like all looked really good on paper. <laughs> and then they filmed it and we're like, yeah, all right. I mean, it definitely feels like they set out to make their own trick or treat. Yeah. Well, I, I feel like a lot of people are like, it seems like every year or every other year we're getting a new Halloween anthology that tries so hard to be trick or treat and just not getting there. Yeah, like like I said, this one, the first story, like Kyra looks like Rhonda. The, the outfit is almost exactly like Rhonda's mm-hmm. witch outfit. The um, treehouse has like all these jack lanterns out front that looks, you know, just like Rhonda's house covered in jack lanterns. Yeah. And so like the the first story, I was like, they're trying really hard to be trick or treat to the point of being incredibly derivative. Yep. And but at least in the later stories, they kind of move into their own thing. Yeah, no, I mean, the stories themselves don't follow Trick or Treat. They're definitely original stories, but right. the way that they're, the way that the film is constructed seems like they were trying to replicate Trick or Treat. Yeah. And yeah, just not really. I, I, I don't know how many writers were on this. Three. Three. And I, I'm pretty sure Doherty wrote Trick or Treat on his own. I believe so. He might have had a, a one partner. Um. No, he's he's the only one credited. Well, there you go. But you know that that definitely helps. I mean, it may be daunting to write a movie by yourself, but when you've got just one mind, everything tends to flow a little better because you don't have a bunch of people trying to contribute their own ideas, and you're trying to weave them all together. Yeah, because you can think about it from. But it's interesting that they like tried to weave all these stories together, but at the same time, it's they keep going back to Chili Billy, who's the one telling these stories. So they're not actually happening in real time. Yeah. But at the same time, they are. Yeah, I, I don't know. <laughs> I feel like a, a lot of there were there there was a serious lack of attention to detail in this. And like, you know, sometimes you just have a suspension of disbelief. You're just like, all right, I'm just going to ride this one out. Yeah. But this one had so many, so much lacking in, lacking of attention to detail that uh, it, it got confusing. Yeah. And it's like n- nonsense. <laughs> I mean, that's, that's the only word I can think of. It's just... It, it's like I don't get what's going on here. I don't understand why. And like the whole clown thing. Like I know that Kira she drew the clown and that's where he came from, but now he's this uh kid from however long ago. Yeah. And it's like, okay, so maybe you could assume that she drew her mom. So maybe she's manifesting the dead through her drawings. But like what is that little fucking creature in the fairy thing? Well, and how did the kid turn into this, like, demon clown thing? I don't know. Because <laughs> he was just a person. He, he wasn't, like, some kind of supernatural being. He was just a young boy. He was just a, a small child. And, yeah, and he, but he turns into this, like, demon clown. Yep. With the evil jack, jack in the box. Yeah, that, I feel like they probably meant that to look a lot more intimidating than it did. <laughs> Boy. And like uh, I said, it, 
you, you've got Chili Billy, who's the one telling all these stories, but they also allude to them all like happening. Like I said, at the end, you they show Kyra drawing the clowns. So it's like that story clearly was real and actually happened relatively recently. Yeah, because Kyra's still the same age. Yep. So it's like, were they stories or were they real? Yeah, there's like little glimmers of hope every once in a while. Like I'm like uh, thinking that oh, okay, these stories are finally starting to come together cohesively. Like at the point where, you know, like you said Ryan Kaiser, the drug dealer, he got killed in that bathroom at the gas station, um, or convenience store, whatever it was. It was a taco place. Was that what it was? Yeah. Did he go somewhere else? Yeah, he left the party and went to the taco place. He went to the convenience store, and then after he like talked to the prostitutes, and then he he went to the taco place to use the bathroom. Oh, okay. Okay. Um, anyway, so yeah, he got killed in the bathroom by that devil. And then later on, you come to find out the devil is one of these guys who's friends with... One of the javelin the, throwers. Yeah, the, who are, they're like, like a military. Ex-military, yeah. yeah. No explanation to why their buddy, who is presumably also in the military, is some kind of demon. Yeah. I think they'd offer a, a little explanation to that. Not, I mean, you don't have to like, like go into detail about it. Just kind of give us like an idea of what's going on. Yeah, like here. why is he a human gargoyle? It's like, did something happen in in the Middle East when you were there, or or, or something? It's a little something. Yeah. Uh, what a shit show. <laughs> And you know, I I really appreciate the effort. I I I want to encourage people to make Halloween movies and Halloween anthologies because if you make a good one, that's awesome. Yeah, like but, you said, like in, in the middle, they they kind of start to weave together because we've got this party and we see like you know, what happens to the one girl who leaves the party and then what happens to the other girl who leaves the party and then we see what happens to her rideshare driver. Yeah. And so they do kind of start to fork out, but it, then it's like, it's it's more that. It's more that they're forking out and not necessarily interweaving yeah. together. Yeah. And it's just kind of a, kind of a doo-doo pie. Yeah, it's not great. It It is gorier than Trick or Treat, which is like one of my biggest complaints with Trick or Treat that I wanted more violence and this has that. So it's got that going for it, which yeah. is nice. <laughs> which is nice. Which is nice. <laughs> uh, yeah. But yeah, overall, not uh, not great. So, so what do you got? I got a three. I'm going to say two. Oof. Yeah. Roof stoof. It's like if it was bad but made sense, I might give it a three. (laughs) But it was bad and didn't make sense. Yeah. And the stories were like uneven. Like some of them were like crazy supernatural. Like the, the, the man bat. 
but then you had some that seemed to be like kind of more grounded in reality. Yeah. And it's just like, are these just like crazy people or is this, is there something with this town that's supernatural? And, and what is the deal with Chili Billy? Yeah. I don't know. Just a lot of unanswered questions. All right. Well, moving on. Uh, next up, we're going to be talking about a movie called Black Pumpkin. Diablo's Den has been the setting for pretty much every Tall Tale campfire story in Fall Creek Valley. Hey! Whoa. What are you doing back there? I'm doing a documentary on Diablo's Den for school. Who's up there? What's going on? We wanted to see if you guys want to go up to Diablo's Den bonfire tonight. Anybody that has lived in Fall Creek Valley long enough has heard the tales of what went on up there over the years. That Fall Creek Valley is being haunted by an evil demonic spirit known as Bloody Bobby. Okay, so Black Pumpkin. Did you know this was a sequel? No. I still didn't. <laughs> yeah, apparently there's a movie called Bloody Bobby, and this is the sequel to it. Well, son of a bitch. <laughs> Probably should have watched that first. Probably. Oh, well. <laughs> All right, Black Pumpkin from 2018. Get this tagline: "Trick or treat, you're dead meat." Oh, that's bad. So bad. <laughs> uh, there are a couple Black Pumpkins in this movie, but don't get too hung up on them because they have nothing to do with the plot. Yeah, like at the beginning, you think it's gonna be like a like a thing. Yeah, like you think it's gonna be a calling card. Is what it seemed like. In in, in a way, it kind of was, but I thought. But it was gonna... also not very fleshed out. Well, it's like I thought they were going to have like some context. Yeah. It's like, why is the pumpkin black? There's got to be something to that. But no, no, nothing. It looked cool. Yeah. I got a black pumpkin up there. Yeah, yeah, you do. Oh, okay. Okay, so black pumpkin. Um. Centers around the Peterson family for the most part, man. And you know we've talked in the past about movies that lean like too heavily into their homages and and their tributes. Man, 
this yeah, one this takes is the one cake. of them um so we have the the Peterson family <clears throat> uh mother Barbara daughter Lori other daughter Reagan and son Elliot who I have to assume is ET yep uh so Elliot and his friend Pork Chop. Pork Chop. <laughs> Pork Camp. Oh man, the other day I was walking Suka and like this other dog came up and was like trying to get in her face. And then the humans were like, Lunchbox, come on. Yeah. It's like the dog's name was fucking Lunchbox. It's like must be Jay and Silent Bob fans. <laughs> uh yeah, so Elliot and his friend uh Lawrence Chubbs. It's just an unfortunate name. <laughs> Especially uh, if you're fat. Yeah. Um, but yeah, his nickname, Pork Chap. Uh, they're working on a school project, which uh, centers around uh, Devil's Den. Diablo's Den. Diablo's Den, uh, <coughs> which is this area up in like a, like a forested area uh, in their town of... Elm, no. Shit, what was it called? I don't know. Keep talking. Okay. I'll try and find it. Their town, whatever it's called, it's really of no consequence. Uh, They, um, yeah, they're, they're working on a project that is like, talks about the history of this Diablo's Den um, which I don't f- I think we don't ever really find out about. They don't really go into it, right? Not too much. It's just the point. We keep seeing the end of their video. <laughs> we see the end like three times. Yeah, it's just like basically them green screened onto the shot of like eucalyptus trees blowing in the wind. Yeah. Uh, but apparently there's something very spooky about Diablo's Den. Uh, pork chop. He's nailing voodoo dolls to a tree, which I feel like they probably didn't get okayed for that because I think most people, or like most uh, towns, probably wouldn't let you just nail something to a tree. Yeah, especially several nails. Anyway, uh, then he is assaulted by. The Barker Brothers. Uh, they are Judd and Ace. <laughs> and they're just assholes. They just drive around in their their uh, their van, their, their rapist van. The Stabbing the Cabin. The Stabbing Cabin, which is emblazoned on the side. Yeah, so for no real reason, they just kind of they jam up pork chop. They just jump out of their van and start just like fucking with him and kicking his ass. Like not like, like hurting him, just kicking his ass a little bit. I love like the one pins him down and pork chop kicks him in the balls and then gets on his bike and rides away. And the guy's like chasing him. And then he just stops and goes, Oh, he got away. And the brother's like, no, he didn't get in the van. And then they show pork chop and he's like 10 feet away. <laughs> and I'm like, you couldn't have caught him by now. Like he's a fat kid on a bicycle. Yeah, like if you hadn't stopped, you would have caught up to him by now. Like, <laughs> it's like you look like you're pretty spry. 
You could probably get him. Yeah. He just stops. He's like, he got away. <laughs> I'm like, he's right there. He hasn't gotten anything. Uh, so they follow him into town. He he ducks out, of, or you drop, you know, ditches his bike and hides behind this dumpster, which just so happens to be behind the home of what is it, Alex, Alex something, Alex Griffin, who like just barges through his door holding a gun. It's like, that's not how we answer doors around here. <laughs> um, and, uh, and he's like, what he's are like, you doing? Who's that? Who are you? Yeah. What's that? Put that down. It's like, what are you doing? He's like, I'm just hiding from these bullies who are about to kick my ass. He's like, where are... He asks him, like, where he came from or something. Something like that, yeah. Yeah, he's like, I was up at Diablo's Den. He's like, don't you know that you shouldn't go up there? Haven't you heard of Bloody Bobby? Just not. They should have workshopped that name a little more, <laughs> I think. But you come to find out that this was like a kid that was bullied, and it was I guess, it was a nickname that was given to him. It was bullied by Alex and his friend. Yeah. Um, and he had uh, bloody noses. That was why they called him Bloody Bobby. Yeah. Oh, you know what? I just skipped down the entire opening scene. I just realized that. Yeah. Okay, so there's this guy, he's hanging out in his house, just breathing and jacking off. <laughs> he gets up, or he, you know, he pours himself a drink, and then he goes, gets up and gets some food out of the kitchen, and uh, then he know, like he turns around and his nose is bleeding. And like at this point in the movie, you're like, are we are we not going to address the nosebleed here? Do we ever? <laughs> well, I assume it was because. Bobby always had the bloody noses. Well, yeah, it seemed like people got bloody noses whenever Bobby was near, which doesn't make any sense. Which means, well, you think it'd be a giveaway. It's like, oh, I got a bloody nose. I better go. Yeah. <laughs> um. Anyway, so yeah, he's got a bloody nose, and he he hears a knock at the door, and he sees something there, but then he looks again, and nothing, and it's whatever it was is gone. He opens the door and sitting there on the porch is a black pump. Am I mixing it up? No, you're good. Okay. Opens the door and sitting there is a is a black j- jack o' lantern. Black o' lantern. Black. <laughs> That's what they call it. Um, Should have called this movie Black o' lantern. <laughs> <laughs> they would have gotten letters. Um, he. Let's see. Okay, okay, so he, he sees the black or the black, black lantern. And I, I think he smashes it. I think no, I think he, he sees it and it like closes the door and then he hears it smack against the door. Okay. So somebody else smashed it. Okay. Uh and he looks through the peephole again, and as he does, he can see this hand come up, you know, a fish eye view. Come up to the peephole, holding the ice pick that I he was using minutes ago. I forgot that part. Uh, and who who breaks up ice with an ice pick? Do you own an ice pick? No, nobody fucking owns an ice. I pick. have an ice maker. Sure, because yeah. I'm an adult. Also, like, I have money. <laughs> I have much gold. 
<laughs> uh, yeah, so he gets a nice pick in the face. <laughs> in the face. And then his daughter comes home uh, and f- fuck, I'm totally spacing on what happens here. He fi- she, she finds him and then there's a knock at the door and she goes and opens it and there's a black pumpkin uh, and there's like a shotgun. That's her her dad's shotgun yeah. is like fastened to the door or something. So when she opens the door, it blasts her in the face. Right. Uh. Okay. And then so, it's ten years later. Right. We find yeah. The, so the Petersons live in this house where these two were killed. Uh, which comes with very little consequence. Like it could be any house. Like it doesn't really matter. Yeah. Like towards the end. Porkchop was like, "Oh, hey, isn't that your house?" When they were like, "What well, they're watching a report on Bloody Bobby." Yeah, and Alex is like, "Oh, you're right, it is." Or sorry, Elliot. He's like, "Yeah, yeah, you're right." Weird. At one point, Lori randomly just calls him Eli. Yeah, and then they we just move on. I'm like, "Wait, are we not? Are we doing Eli now?" <laughs> yeah, I don't know a lot of people named Elliot, but uh, the ones I have known never heard Eli. And it's like the only time in the movie that anyone calls him Eli. And I'm just like, "Are we just gonna just breeze over that?" Yeah. Um, anyway, so, yeah, so we meet Lori, who likes to run around in her panties. Yeah, she um, doesn't like pants. That's fine. It's fine with me. <laughs> yeah, she, well, Porkchop, because Porkchop runs to their house, and the Barker brothers, like, tackle him in, in their front yard, mm-hmm. and they're just like, not really, not doing anything to him, just kind of holding him down and being like, you're fat, ha ha. Just, like, slapping his face. Slapping his titties. <laughs> And yeah, then Lori comes out in her in her underwear and is like, "Hey, don't." Yeah, get, and they're like, "Okay." Yeah, they're Bye. afraid of her for some reason. Even though if they really wanted to, it could probably kick her ass. Well, yeah, there's two of them. Yeah, they're, they're yeah they're bigger guys. I mean, they're fat. They're like well built guys. Yeah, and she's a, she's a tiny little gal. Yeah, she's very skinny. Yeah. I think one of them could probably kick her ass. Yeah. But there's two of them, so they could definitely kick her ass. <laughs> but but no, she's just like, I will fight you. And they're like, oh, no, don't fight us. Yeah. We're scared of you. It's like they'll beat up fat kids, but they're not going to beat up a girl. Well, they have That's standards. Too far. <laughs> um, <sighs> so El- Elliot and, and Porkchop show their, their uh, video in class for Mr. Carpenter. Right, and then Mr. Carpenter is like, "You shouldn't go up there." Says, bloody Bobby, bloody Bobby, bloody Bobby, and he's but, he, um, yeah, but he says, you know, it's just it's just an urban le- legend. Yeah, uh, but shows him like some video clips, yeah, or something. Yeah, and I think this is when they find out that Alex is connected, or is that later? I think that's later. Oh. Okay, well, yeah, so Elliot and Porkchop, they start investigating things and find out, yeah, that is this, these people 10 years earlier died in this house that they live in. Died, died, died. died. And that Alex is kind of like the town nut job, even though they've never heard of him before. Um, and, yeah, he was a bully to Bloody Bobby, who now... Now I'm thinking about it, I honestly can't remember how he how Bloody Bobby died. Hmm. 
Me neither. You'd think they'd make like make more of an impression with that. Yeah. And it honestly makes me question whether or not they ever actually said how he died. I just remember Alex saying him and his brother used to always like beat him up or yeah. bully him. I think is what they said, but they don't think they ever say like how he died. This is not going well. <laughs> but it, like at the same time, it's like it doesn't matter. <laughs> uh, yeah. So I mean, Bloody Bobby basically kills everyone. Like most killers seem to have like a like a method to their madness like it's something like you know somebody that wronged them or you know the family of or, or of whoever but it's like he doesn't know these people he's just killing them apparently pork chop woke him up asked they woke him up and asked him to come out to play by nailing the voodoo dolls to the tree yeah so fucking Alex shows up, tries to be the Ahab uh, after being the the, the doomsayer. Um, harbinger. Har- harbinger, that's the term. Um, and uh, basically, yeah, Bloody Bobby's... I'm really just glazing over this entire thing. Okay. Not much really happens of any consequence. It's really just a time suck. <laughs> I feel really bad just trashing these movies, but fuck's sake. Um, <clears throat> yeah, Bloody, Bloody Bobby tracks him back to their house. Uh, Alex is like, you got to get inside. And then Laurie's... Bloody Bobby kills all Laurie's friends. Yeah. Oh, yeah, they're up at Diablo's den. Having a bonfire. Yeah, and he just kind of systematically kills everybody that was up there. He, I mean, he must have died up in Diablo's Den, but how he died, I have really no clue. Uh, yeah, so he... They're, they're all in the Peterson house, and everyone except for Barbara, right? She's not there. No, she's at work. Right. Um, then... Yeah, Lori's boyfriend Flash shows up and he is trying to be a, a badass and he gets trapped outside. Does he fall downstairs or something like that? Oh no, he he, he tracks Bobby Bobby out into the garage and then the garage door comes down on his on his leg, which is already like in a splint or like um a brace. Mm-hmm. So clearly he's got some leg problems that He's got a football injury. Yeah, that a, that a you know, two hundred pound garage door is probably not going to help. Um, so he's trapped there, and that's when we hear a lawnmower fire up, and everybody inside's like, "Oh shit! I should have put the lawnmower away," because that's what, or that's the moral of the story. <laughs> put the la- fucking lawnmower away. Um, which is yeah, it's funny because earlier in the movie. Uh, Elliot is m- mowing the lawn, but it's very clear that they have fake grass. Yep. <laughs> um, and the lawnmower is not running. Yeah, I was like, I'm pretty sure that's that's turf. And then they literally show a close up, and I'm like, Yep, that's definitely turf. Yep. Uh, and yeah, um, 
when Elliot's supposed to be pushing the mower and you can hear the, the mower. It's like, you know, they kind of raise their voices a little bit. And Barbara's like, Elliot, remember to, you know, mow over here or something like that. But just kind of not like you're yelling over a lawnmower. Yeah. So, but, you know, you, you got to have that lawnmower there so you can do this scene and have Bloody Bobby run over uh, Flash's head with the lawnmower. <clears throat> Which gets his brain splashed into the car that I think everybody else is trying to escape escape in right um yeah uh elliot and pork chop were like hiding in the van right uh and being of no use to anyone right even though they fucking caused all this shit apparently um back in the house uh buddy bobby comes in and he shanks alex um Then he like he sh- he shoots Bloody Bobby thinking he's pork chop shoots Bloody Bobby yeah pork chop shoots him thinking he's dead and then Alex takes Bloody Bobby's mask and burns it like it's like he acts like it's like some kind of like ceremonial thing but it's like whatever <laughs> okay burn his fucking mask I don't care uh um. I think that's that's it, right? Yeah, and there's it, like a little stinger thing at the end. I'm not I'm not a stinger, but like a little yeah, it jumps ahead epilogue next the following year or it says present day, so we're not really sure exactly what the hell that means. Yeah, but people have cell phones, so yeah. <laughs> but I mean, they always had cell phones, so it's like, what is yeah? I thought, day? I thought it was already present day. My whole conception of the future and present day. I've been torn asunder. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's. I mean, let's presume like the following year on on Halloween, pork chop and his fat ass is just eating. Apparently, apparently, just eating the candy that they're supposed to be giving out to trick or treaters. Somebody knocks at the door. It's like, as a viewer, you're like, "Well, I know where this is going." Yeah, sure. Um, and he goes down, opens the door, and there's a black pumpkin there. And then Bloody Bobby just is like, ah. He's got the mask again. No, he doesn't. He doesn't? No, he has no mask. Oh. The Bloody Bobby is uh, is, is played by uh, a little person, a, a lady. A little, yeah, a little woman. Which, like, I, you know, like, some little people, depending on what kind of form of dwarfism they have, um, they walk a certain way. Mm-hmm. And you can usually tell the difference between a little person and like a child. Yeah. Just based on the way they walk. She definitely just walked like like an adult would, but yeah. on a smaller scale. <laughs> it's hard to gauge exactly how tall she was, you know, just in comparison to the to the other kids and other adults. Anyway, so yeah, that that's that's it. Sorry, <laughs> sorry everyone. <laughs> Thank you. Sorry. <laughs> uh, thoughts, so, musings. When this first started, 
like the the whole scene with the Barker brothers chasing pork chop out of the Diablo Den and everything, I was like, this movie is bad, and I hope Tony feels bad. <laughs> but it actually got better. Yeah, it, definitely when it started out, I'm like, oh no. Yeah. <laughs> um, but it does get better as it goes along. Now remember, better is a relative term. Yes. Because like you know like. One is better than zero. Right. But also, seven is better than zero. <laughs> or seven is better than five. Yeah. Um, so it does get it does get better. Uh but yeah, like a lot of the script is kind of hokey. Um the acting's not very good. Yeah, most of it is not great. I feel like the best actors were like the the bit roles. Yeah. Like the side characters, you know? <clears throat> I don't I don't get Bloody Bobby. I'm not really sure. I mean, maybe there's more backstory. Is this was it like a short story or was there an actual like feature film? No, it was a feature. It's called Bloody Bobby. Yeah. But I was reading this one uh review that said that this this stands alone on like you don't have to see Bloody Bobby to I would guess th- that because I, I wouldn't. I mean, like watching it, I wouldn't know that it was a sequel, right? And wait, is the guy that plays Alex in it as a different character? Yes. Okay, so it's that situation. It's a, he's his twin brother. It's is one it, of those. Is he really? Yeah. Oh bother. Okay. Anyway, yeah, this this did not go well. Fall Creek Valley, that's the name of the town. There you go. Thank you, Bloody Bobby, IMDB. <clears throat> the Val- Fall Creek Valley is turned upside down by the disappearance of 10-year-old Bobby Maxwell. 20 years later, he seeks revenge on his tormentors, which, yeah, basically sounds exactly like what, what we watched. <clears throat> it sounds like you might figure out like how he died in this one. Yeah, you know, all the stuff they probably should have explained in this one since it was like kind of like an Evil Dead 2 situation. Yeah. I was trying really hard to figure out where this where this was filmed. And apparently it's filmed Wait. in LA County, but uh There's also the Legend of Fall Creek. For Christ. On a chilly Halloween night in 1988, Fall Creek Valley turned upside down when Robert Bobby Maxwell disappeared from a party. On the 20-year anniversary, Bloody Bobby seeks revenge on his tormentors. Man, did they remake the same movie twice? Wait a minute, this says 2021. What is happening? And this has most of the same people. Oh. I'm not going to wrap my mind around it. I'm not going to I'm not going to like get my heart broken again. <laughs> I don't I don't understand what's happening here. <clears throat> Black Pumpkin 2 Bloodline. <laughs> well, I mean, at the end of the credits it said Bloody Bobby will be back. Oh, did it? Yeah, but you know, here we are 3 years later. Well, apparently Black Pumpkin 2 Bloodline is in production. Is it? Allegedly. 
I have to have IMD Pro to look to see more, but but you know who's got the time? <laughs> Bloody Bobby has a seven and a half rating. Must be pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> we picked the wrong movie, right? I did, I guess. Uh, anyway, yeah, I mean, it's it's like I said, it gets better as it goes along. Uh, the story is still kind of a little incoherent. Uh, but I've seen, I've seen more incoherent <laughs> slasher movies. Um, that's for sure. But yeah, bloody Bobby, like I'm like, he's a child. Like <laughs> why, why is he so intimidating? I don't know. Also, he drives a van even though he's a child. He can't drive. He doesn't have a license. He, he has a license, Lisa. <laughs> also, he can't even reach the pedals. What an asshole. <laughs> Um, the fuck out of here. <laughs> and yeah, what's with the black pumpkins? I don't know. That that was upsetting to me. It's like, okay, black pumpkins. I I, I like the imagery. Cool. Yeah, but why? And just like explain nothing. it. Uh, oh yeah. Then like Reagan. Reagan seems like such an inconsequential character. I don't even know why she was in it. But when they're dressed up as Dressed up in their Halloween costumes. Elliot's dressed as some, like, fucking spirit Halloween alien, co- like, thing. I think he was Xenu. <laughs> Pork Chop is dressed as some mad scientist with an orange wig for whatever reason. I think he was that the Dr. Frank or whatever from that chocolate commercial. Oh, fuck. I forgot about Dr. <laughs> Frank. What? Chocolate covered? F- what is it? Chocolate covered madness or something? This is uh, Dr. Frank's chocolate butter zombie bars. <laughs> it's yummy time, is what it is. It's <laughs> my god, that was like I feel like I'd probably watch that on a loop, like get like really drunk and just watch it over and over. <clears throat> This pops up like three different times in the movie. Oh, that's what he was eating too. Okay. I noticed he he was eating chocolate with little green stuff on top. I was like, what the fuck is he eating? (laughs) Now I see it's these ghoul butter zombie bars. Was it ghoul butter? Yeah. Dr. Frank's ghoul butter zombie bars. Chocolate covered excitement. Wow. <laughs> yeah, that was Pork Chop's Halloween costume. He was Dr. Frank. Right. A candy bar fucking mascot. Uh, and then Reagan, like, she pops up and scares Laurie in bed. Uh, and I think this is the first time we actually see Laurie on screen. Um, and she's wearing this fucking Walmart Jason mask. Um, and she's like, isn't she like he... Don't even like hockey or something like that. She said hockey masks are scary. Oh, right. She's like, she was Jason. And then later on, she's wearing it like as her Halloween costume, but she's wearing like a hockey sweater. It almost looked like she was wearing scrubs. (laughs) Wow. 
I mean, it was definitely hockey, but I know, but it was like light blue, and it like it looked like scrubs, right? And yeah, and she had a hockey stick, so she was going as a hockey player, not as Jason, right? But like the mask is all bloody. Yeah, like, what is what are you doing? It's like, Shh, you want to get sued? <laughs> um. Yeah, you know she never said Voorhees, right? Anyway, man, this this was rough. Especially because, like, I watched this this morning. Like, like I said earlier, I went to bed. No, sorry, last episode. <laughs> I went. I went to bed at three in the morning last night, and I woke up at eight. I woke up early because I wanted to get up before the baby woke up, so I could at least get some of this movie watched before I had a screaming baby next to me. Uh, and like, I'm struggling to stay awake and I'm like, am I, am I understanding this movie correctly? And talking about it sounds like I was, <laughs> but man, this was a struggle. Uh, fuck. I mean, you can watch it if you want. It's on prime. Yeah. Faux fui. Oh, that's one of the things about bad candy. You can either rent it in SD Rent it in HD, buy it in SD, or buy it in HD, and all of them cost four ninety nine. <laughs> well, it's like it's eh. like when McDonald's is like one dollar drink, small, medium, or large. Why wouldn't you get large? Right, but it's also like it's like I don't really want it. I'm just gonna. I bought it. I was like, whatever. It's the same price. Doesn't matter. Not like it's taking up memory or anything. <laughs> yeah. So I can not watch it. Yeah, I just I rented it. And like, I'm like, I don't need it. Ah, <laughs> uh, yes. Um. All right. Well, that's enough. Um. Anything else to to say? I don't think so. All right. Trying to decide if I like this more than Bad Candy. You know, that's like trying to pick a favorite child. <laughs> or like maybe like the child that you hate the most. <laughs> like I said, it came out of the gate so poorly that like when it got better, it made it seem almost good. <laughs> mm. Yeah, I mean, it, f- it feel like it had. It was like, let's start the bar really low. <laughs> like, I think that it had a nugget there somewhere. Like there's there's something there. I mean, it's got like all the the slasher, you know, big hits. Yeah, I mean, like I watched the trailer, or at least I think I did. I mean, I I picked it for a reason. At now, I don't remember what it was. But <laughs> I wouldn't have just like blindly picked it. I would have at least watched something or read something. So something caught my attention. Uh, and now in hindsight, it's just like man. I should have looked into this more. When you picked it, I was just like, this is so random. Like, this is like a low budget thing. Like, I don't know why he picked this one and was so like steadfast on keeping it. I was. Well, I mean, you wanted to do Halloween kills in addition to it instead of, instead of it, instead of, instead of, <laughs> well, that was just an effort to make the Halloween special, you know, special. Yeah. Well, in hindsight, I probably would have just nixed this. But then we would have still been stuck with bad candy. So it's just like, you know, are we really winning in the end? <laughs> um, 
Okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Like I said, I've, there there must have been something here to make me interested, and it, I think it was just really an execution thing. Just a lot of. I mean, a lot of same issues as Bad Candy had. Just really not a lot of attention to detail. Um, the story, like the plot points, were really weak. It's like you know, like a, like a human body or, or any body that that's connected by bones and tendons and tissue and stuff. It's like if you have if you have weak tendons, your joints are gonna pop out all the time, and that's kind of like how this was. <laughs> all right. So what's your number? Let's just let's end this. <laughs> uh. What did I give back, Andy? Two? Two. Two. I'm going to go three. All right. Well, you know where that leads us? To the grand finale of this year's Halloween Spooktacular. God damn it. Uh, We're going to be talking about 2021's Halloween Kills. right the boogeyman was real it's over we can't hurt anyone ever again no one told you told me what somebody in there michael myers is alive (laughs) stop you had a knife in your stomach you and allison should not have to keep running. Evil dies tonight. I'm not just gonna sit and watch another innocent person die. If you track Michael's victims, that's a straight line to Michael's childhood home. What do we do? We fight. Let's hunt him down. Michael Myers is flesh and blood. But a man couldn't have survived that fire. The more he kills, the more he transcends. Run! Go home now! He's the essence of evil.
All right, so we didn't really discuss how we were going to do this, so I think we just tag team it. Just, yep. just old Chinese finger trap it. Yep. <laughs> hit it from both sides. Just to... You hit it from the back and just I'll... A, just a DP. Hit, hit it in the mouth. <laughs> All right, Halloween kills. Spoilers ahead. Yes. Uh, yeah, sorry, guys. This is Octoberama, and we do spoilers. We spoiler that shit all over your face. And this is Peacock, so you can go watch it. Yeah, well, I mean, if you have Comcast. Or Peacock. You don't have Well, to. Peacock is NBC, you're right. Yeah. But Comcast is owned by NBC, which is owned by Shine Company. Company. <laughs> which is owned by Cable Town. Right. Um, With a K. <laughs> Uh, okay, so yeah, this is a f- uh, sequel to the 2008 film Halloween, which is, of course, a s- direct sequel to the first Halloween from 1978. 2018. What did I say? 2008. <laughs> Sorry, yeah, 2018, that's what I meant. I was going to um, say, no way. <laughs> <laughs> Am I that old? Like, I know time is fucked up right now, but we definitely saw that movie while we were doing the podcast. <laughs> Didn't uh, Rob Zombies came out? No, that was Uh, 07. Somewhere in there. It's around there, yeah. Anyway. So I'm annoyed that they didn't do the Halloween thing and start right at the moment that the first one ended. They didn't? No. It opened with... uh, um, What's his name? With the, the boyfriend, like... Just walking, talking on the phone. Oh, now we're going to get sued. Can't believe you didn't silence your phone, you fucking novice. <laughs> what? Okay. Um, Are you looking at it? I don't know. I don't know what the fuck who it is. <laughs> It was somebody who's like, I represent so-and-so who's running for whatever. Oh. It's a fucking spam call from election people. Yeah, well, tell your fucking boss to eat shit. Oh, do you have a, like a pre-call call screening thing? Mm-hmm. That's probably a nice feature. I don't have it. I don't, I don't think I have the capability on my phone. Mm. Anyway, so, yeah, um... I guess in my head, it did follow up directly after the first one. Um, I don't remember exactly how the last one ended, but this one opens with the the boyfriend walking, and I don't think that would be how the last one would end. I guess the last one probably, I imagine, ended with Laurie and... Um, oh, fuck. Karen? Karen and Allison driving away in the bed of that truck. And seeing the fire, yeah, fire trucks. Um, yeah, this one opens with Allison's boyfriend, and he's like trying to call her. Yeah, and I really wish I could have rewatched. I, I I wanted to rewatch Halloween. I was thinking that as I was watching this, I was like, "Damn, I really should have watched the other one again." Yeah, I just I, I was going to. I just I did not have time. I I couldn't make time to do it. Um. Anyway, so I I kind of had to fill in the blanks. From what I did remember. Uh, yeah, so we open up on 
Allison, who of course is Lori's granddaughter, if you recall. Uh, her boyfriend, what the hell is his name? Just skip. Flash Scooter. <laughs> Flash. Uh, not really. What was that? Fuck is his name? Uh, fucking. Uh, fucking uh, Cameron. Cameron. Yes. Yeah. So Cameron. Um. He's yeah. He's walking down the street trying to call Allison, uh, who of course is escaping. What is essentially a crime scene. Um. And. Uh, He's just like, you know, I, I can't get a hold of you. Uh, I can't get a hold of I, I, I can't find so-and-so. His, his, I think he said, like, I can't find whoever his friend is. Um, and then as he's walking, he, f- he sees the, the sheriff. Yeah, or officer. Deputy, whatever he is. Yeah, um, Officer Hawkins, Hawkins um, who's played by Will Patton. Um, in the previous movie, Dr. Sartain, who was basically like this cut rate Loomis, um, stabbed him in the throat. So he's laying there in like a parking lot or on the side of the street or something bleeding out. So Cameron goes and, you know, finds him and calls the, uh, the police or calls an ambulance or whatever. And they come pick him up. Uh, and... We, we get a flashback to yeah. Hawkins and uh, his partner, um, played by Jim Cummings. Right. Like, I was thinking, like, I'm watching it, I'm like, I, I recognize that guy. And it took me a minute to figure out why. But he was in the... The wolf, the wolf movie. Yeah, the wolf of the Wall Street. Nope. Nope, that's Snow not Hollow. <laughs> it was like Snow something. Snow Hollow. Was it? I think so. Snow Snowville. Okay. Snowtown. Snowbird. <laughs> yeah, well, well Snow Hall. You're right. And he like he plays a cop in that too, so it's like the exact same character. Yeah, except he doesn't have that ridiculous mustache. Wait. Yeah, mustache. mustache, right? He doesn't have a mustache in either one of these. What the fuck am I thinking of? <laughs> I don't know. My brain is There's no mustaches. <laughs> you and your fucking mustaches. <laughs> Anyway, but yeah, so we get a flashback of uh, Michael killing his partner and uh, like them getting Michael and Loomis wants to shoot Michael in the head and Hawkins stops him. Yeah. And he's basically saying like, I should have just let him do it. Yeah. Uh, they, they, did, they did this interesting thing here where they like spliced footage from the, the 1978 movie because um, obviously uh, Harold uh, Donald, Pleasance. Donald Pleasance is dead. But they like splice him at the bottom of the stairs, looking up, talking to Officer Hawkins, and then it's the officer that plays the young Doctor Hawkins or Doctor Officer Hawkins answering back at the top of the right. stairs. Um, yeah. So he, they're in the house, um, and the the Myers house, and the way they so they filmed this in North Carolina. In North Carolina, there is a man who built the Myers house. Like, as well, the facade is the same. The ha- the in- inside of the house is different because the practicality of the inside of the My- the real Myers house 
is not accommodating to life <laughs> reality. Yeah. Um, so this isn't the house we went to. No. But there is one in North Carolina. But I could not find anything saying that that's where they filmed. I mean, the movie was filmed in North Carolina, but I couldn't find anything saying that this house was that guy's house. Oh, I see what you're saying. Which, you know, it seems like he's he's clearly a Halloween super fan. He probably would have, like, fucking shit himself for his for his home to fe- be featured in an actual Halloween film. Yeah, he probably would have paid them. Yeah, I mean, he he's he's had his house in a lot of... Um, I was looking... His his house actually has an IMDb page. Really? Yeah, it's like a filming location page, uh, and he's got a bunch of different movies, mostly like clearly like Halloween fan films. Mm-hmm. Um, so I would think that he would love to have his house in this, and I don't know if they just didn't ask him or what, but that would be strange that they would film in North Carolina and yet not talk to him. Yeah, and I'm pretty sure they so they filmed it in Wilmington. And I'm pretty sure that's where the house is. So, I don't know. It, I can't find any evidence saying that that's where they filmed. Even his, you'd think his website would be like, they fucking shot my house. Right. Um, but anyway, so they go to the Myers house and they go up into Judith Myers' bedroom. And uh, Hawkins' partner is saying, you know, uh, 20 or 20 years? No. 40. No. Back in 78, it would have been... Oh, yeah. 15 years? Yes. Yeah, 63? Sounds right. 63 to 78, yeah. Okay, so yeah. It's like, you know, 15 years ago, Michael Myers, he would come into this, into Judith's room and just stare out the window. And then, like, while they're talking, just like, you know ruminating on this notion michael pops out of nowhere slams this this partner to the wall and i think uh puts him in like a wait does he i think he strangles him with something right no he smashes his head through the window and stabs him with the glass well because he's got him he's got him like in a in a headlock or something oh that's right no yeah it was somebody else that he stabbed with the glass yeah, he like grabs him from behind and is holding him, and his part uh, Hawkins tries to shoot Michael, but can't get a clean shot, and he ends up just firing, shooting his partner in the neck. Yeah. And so yeah, Michael, he's not obviously phased by anything, and he just charges after Hawkins and makes his way out of the house, where we see the scene at the end of Halloween, or not the end, but like towards the end of Halloween, where there's like a standoff outside the Myers house. Um, and we see that uh, Hawkins is telling his partner, his partner is like sitting there bleeding, laying there bleeding to death. Do we get him? Do we get him? Please tell me we got him. And he's like, yeah, man, we got him. And, you know, then he just bleeds out and dies. Uh, jump back to present day, um, which is 2018, of course. Uh, let's see. We go to this bar, um, and it's obviously Halloween night, and people are celebrating and doing a some kind of talent show. And these drunk assholes came come in behind this couple, and they they're like, "Hey, 
you know, we're trying to enjoy the show here. You want to quiet down? Yeah, because she she was like just talking to him about how his his boss was mean to him or something, and she was just like, "You need to grow some balls." And, and so yeah, when this group sits next, sits behind him and is being loud, he's like, "I'll show you some balls." <laughs> and he's like, "These nuts!" All right, I'll show you balls. Excuse me, sir. Could you please kindly keep it down? Yeah. <laughs> uh, one of them gets up on the stage, and he looks like he's like three sheets of the wind, and says, uh, um, you know, I want to welcome up, uh, I'm paraphrasing here, but something along the lines of like, you know, I want to welcome up, uh, a Haddonfield native or something like that. It's like, you know, Tommy Doyle. And, you know, people would know the name Tommy Doyle as the, the young boy who, uh, who Laurie Strode was babysitting in the first movie. Um, he's now grown up and he has become Anthony Michael Hall. Yep. Um, he, he's now Gary from Weird Science. <laughs> Give me the keys. <laughs> it's so funny that like, like you know, there's a kid who was originally played. Uh, Tommy Doyle is played by Brian Andrews uh, in the original, and then in part five, right? Or is it part four? Four is the return. Curse of Michael Myers. Curse of six. Is it six? Yes. If it's curse, then it's yes, six. Yes, you're right. Uh, yeah. So then he's played by Paul Rudd. It's oh, like, fuck. That's right. Yeah. It's like, okay. I well, if I completely forgot about that. Paul Rudd doesn't look anything like that kid. And like Anthony Michael Hall looks more like that kid might look, you know, grown up. But if you look at an adult picture of Brian Andrews, he obviously looks nothing like Michael Anthony Hall or Anthony Michael Hall. <clears throat> anyway, uh, but he gets up and he starts talking about he's like, it's like, OK, so 40 years ago in Haddonfield, we had a, a madman on the loose. And, you know, so many of us were affected. Um, I was or my my babysitter, Lori Strode, was attacked. And then he points to his friends back at the bar and says, my friend here, Lindsay Wallace, she was being babysat by, or her babysitter was killed by Michael Myers that night. Uh, Marion Chambers, or Marion? Is that right? Yes. Yeah. Marion Chambers, she, or she is a survivor of Michael Myers when he escaped from the uh, the the asylum, and then uh, shit. What was his name? Ronnie. Uh, Lonnie. Lonnie, Lonnie um, was also confronted by Michael that night. Uh, you know, you know, we're all survivors. We all survived um, Michael that night, and you know, there are some people who didn't. So, you know, here's this is forty years ago. So here's celebrating and honoring the survivors and the victims of Michael Myers. Um, you know, so you, you know, here's to, here's to you, Laurie, who is obviously not there. She's busy bleeding to death. Um, then we, we go to the, finally go to the hospital and we see Laurie and Karen and, uh, Allison who are, you know, they, they seem like they're not very consequential for a good chunk of the movie. Yeah. There's just kind of in the hospital and um 
you know i mean before that though we see the the firefighters oh right yeah god i can't believe i skipped over that yeah you, you go ahead um yeah I, I, we see the strodes in the back of this truck and they see the fire trucks go by and Lori's just like screaming let it burn let it burn let that motherfucker burn we don't need no water uh but these firefighters they go to the house and they go down into the basement where michael's michael michael just the one michael <laughs> was was trapped this one he was apparently hiding in some kind of roll down door pantry or something if, if i can when i when i saw it roll up and it, like i saw a, a crossbow behind him if i remember right Lori had like a like a little armory oh there okay with a with a roll up door Okay. Well, so, Michael was hiding in there, which apparently was keeping him safe from the fire. He's not a dummy. Yeah. Even though he literally grew up in an asylum, he's not. He's he. Li- he literally has the brain of a child. Yeah. But yeah, he rolls out the door and he takes out this uh, firefighter, smashes his helmet with the pickaxe thing, and then he takes out all these firefighters. Yeah, man. Fuck. Brutal scene. Half a dozen, probably. Um. There was a big uproar about that. Yeah, I saw the petition. Yeah, a lot of people are pissed off that um, Michael would just just slaughter a bunch of first responders. And it's like, I get it. I mean, first responders are you know, highly regarded people, especially basically ever since 9-11. Yeah. Very, very highly respected people. And um, uh We've also heard stories too of people like starting fires and then opening fire on uh, firefighters that showed up. Yeah, that's happened multiple times. But it's like it's a fucking movie. It's a horror movie. Like you it's know, a slasher movie. People, people are fucking cannon fodder in horror movies. Yeah, it doesn't matter who anyone. you are. It's like you know, a house is burning down. You got to have somebody who gets Michael out of his out of the house. Who's gonna come to a burning house? Firefighters. Firefighters. <sighs> anyway, but it's like, I don't know. Firemen and first responders, when it comes to film and horror, horror film especially, there they're no... Send no, more paramedics. There are no protected <laughs> classes. Yeah. Everybody is as equally... It's an equal opportunity business where you can just kill anyone. Yeah. <laughs> Except children... And dogs. They still do it. They still do it. Uh, there was a dead dog in this, but you didn't see it happen. It's no, just... it's the dog that he killed in the original. Right. Um, anyway. So now we go to the hospital. Right. So, yeah, Lori, she, you know, she's got a pretty nasty stab wound right to her stomach. So she's in surgery. Um, and... You know, it's it's just kind of like a surgery montage, basically, because it's just kind of bing, bang, boom, stitch her up, close her back up. Yeah. She good. <clears throat> she wakes up and, you know, she's like, and so actually, while she's asleep, the sheriff comes to talk to Karen and just kind of questioning her about the, about the, you know, history of the night. And, you know, she basically said, you know, we, we burned him down. He's dead now. And he's like, nobody told you. And she told me what? 
that he's alive. And so when Lori wakes up, she's obviously not aware of this. And she says, we, we got him, Karen. He's, he's gone. This nightmare's over. And I think she lets her believe it. Yeah, she does, because she doesn't want her going rogue. Right. Um, but, I mean, the news eventually gets back to her. I can't remember how. I can't remember exactly how she finds out that he's still alive. Well, Tommy goes to the hospital and starts a fucking mob. Yeah, he gets a little little nutty. Yeah. Um, yeah, he gets the whole town fired up because, like, at the bar, this couple that was telling him and his friend to, sh- to settle down, they're becoming friendly now. And they're getting ready to leave the bar. Oh, there's a news report about the the dead firemen or firefighters. Um, and and the, the news is basically saying, you know, go home, stay in your home. And, you know, they, they realize that the news report is at a house that's like down the street or across the street from them. And they see like neighbors being, their neighbors being interviewed by the news. They're like, all right, we, we got to, we got to go. So they go to the car and, um, Mike, like, apparently Michael Myers is in the car. We never actually see allegedly, him. yeah, but somebody is because somebody just takes off with their car. She believes, or the, the wife believes that it was Michael Myers. Um, and so Tommy grabs this old hickory bat, or was it old Huckleberry? Huckleberry, that's right. Yeah, it's just this old bat off the uh, wall of the bar. And, you know, goes out ready to stir some shit up. Uh, and, uh, yeah, this car takes off and crashes into a, a building or a tree or something. Uh, so we never actually get confirmation that it was Michael Myers, but n- nobody's in the car. So we have, to, oh, it was, uh, the accelerator is pinned down with an umbrella. Yeah. That's what it was. So we have to assume it was Michael Myers, but we don't know for sure. Um, <laughs> see uh so i think it's like across the street um Lori's neighbors are noticing that her house is burning down and don't really seem all that phased by it um but he because the guy says like her whole life is a fire or something yeah. like that like, <laughs> and it's always something with her According to the Wikipedia page, this is act so he's this, this woman is actually his nurse. Um, but yeah, she's isn't she sitting there playing like a paddle ball or something? No, she's flying a drone. That's what it was. Um, and she's doing something. I couldn't remember what it was. Um, and she's like, "Don't fuck with Laurie Strode. She will kick your ass." Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, so that's when Michael comes into the house and just fucks them real yeah, good. Yeah, this is the guy he smashes through the window and then like smacks the guy's head against the wall a couple times and then yanks his head backwards and the glass from the window stabs him through the throat. Yeah. And probably my favorite kill from the entire movie. This, this nurse is like she's like cowering in the in the kitchen. She's like, "No, no." Yeah, she's no. got this butcher knife that she's like holding in front of her. Yeah. And so Michael walks into the kitchen he reaches up, I think it's over under like stove hood or something, or maybe it's just like counter above, It might counter be under lighting. Above the sink, I'm not sure. Some kind of under cabinet lighting. He reaches up, grabs this fluorescent tube light, 
out from the from the fixture, smashes it on the counter, and just pops it right into her throat. He does it like so nonchalantly. Yeah. He just like holds it out and just kind of walks into her. <laughs> and she's just like, oh no. Yeah. Um, and it's so f- it's so cool because like he puts it in her throat and like you instantly see it like sh- like fill up with blood. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think that's probably one of my, my favorite kill from the movie. Yeah. He does a lot of throat stuff in this. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of people get their necks snapped or you know stabbed in the throat or or whatever. That's it's kind of like the theme of the movie. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So he's just kind of making his way across town. We don't really know specifically where he's going. We have to assume he wants to find Laurie, but you know he doesn't talk, so we don't know for sure. Um. Mm-hmm. No, you want to take it away for for a bit. Uh, so some of the the mob that Tommy has created, uh, it's the the couple that told him to pipe down in the first place. Uh, His gang, Lonnie, right? Lonnie's with them. Yes, yeah, <coughs> Lonnie, Marion, and Lindsay. Yeah, uh, they come across these these three trick or treaters who previously had fucked with the the couple that now live in the Myers house. It's this like gay couple named Big John and Little John. One's played it's by Michael Michael McDonald. McDonald. And he's all like, look what I can do. <laughs> um his character, his recurring character on Scrubs, is just like an asshole. Like like the more you learn about him, you every time he's injured in the hospital you find out it's like somebody else did it to him because he was being a dick. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, yeah, but these three trick or treaters who are dressed as a jack o' lantern, a skeleton, and a witch. Eh? Yeah, I mean, they are like actual reproductions of, of the, the silver shamrock yeah. masks. Yeah. Um, they, you know, they say, "Oh, you, you know," she's like, "What are you doing out here? You gotta gotta go home." And they're like, "Fuck off, lady." <laughs> They're like, we're just having fun. We just stole all this candy from these stupid idiots. <laughs> Get out of here, boner. <laughs> yeah, just like childish shit like that. Yeah. But uh, they're like, there's this guy in a white mask who keeps trying to play hide and seek with us. But he's a he's an idiot. He's a loser. <laughs> Savage idiot. <laughs> they're like, oh, look, there he is. And uh, um, Marion is like, oh, yeah. No, that's Lindsay. That was Lindsay? Yeah. She's like, yeah, that guy? He's going to kill you. You should go anywhere but here. <laughs> Move your stupid asses real fast. But so Michael, uh, he kills a bunch of them. Um, he kills Marion. Finally closes that chapter. Yeah, and, like, <laughs> I'm going to finish the job. Yeah. For, for, for those of you that don't recall, Marion was the nurse uh, who he... Pulls out of the car at the beginning of, of the first movie. Right. And apparently she survived. I could have sworn she was dead, but anyway. Um, and then he like puts the masks on them. Uh, but Lindsay is the only one that survives. Because she hides. Right. Uh, so Tommy takes Lindsay to the hospital. Uh, Lonnie, Cameron, and Allison, they realize that Michael is headed home. Yeah. Yeah. They're tracking his... Tracking kind of his whereabouts across town and realizing it's basically a straight line. 
towards the Myers house. Mm-hmm. And so Allison is like very dramatically like, then that's where we're going. Yeah, it's I'm like good one. It it's the night he came home. Uh, yeah, they say that. Yeah, it's like the movie tagline, like the tagline for the for the first one, for the first one. Yeah. Except he came um, home again. He did it again. Yeah, the night he came again. Just coming and coming. <laughs> we stole that for our film fest poster last year. Yeah, we did. It's ours now because we because we it. came into your home. Yeah. Because it was virtual. We came all over your home. <laughs> just breathing and jacking off. Just kicked in the door and came everywhere. <laughs> uh, but yeah, Tommy like just gets everyone in this hospital all riled up. Rabble, rabble, rabble. Basically, yeah. And, and uh, we forgot to mention there's there's an escape prisoner. And this is... A- Again, a callback to 2018 film. Mm-hmm. At the beginning, when Michael, when the, the the transportation bus goes off road, and it's him and another prisoner that is, escape. This is the other prisoner that we're seeing. Yeah, but everybody thinks that he's Michael, and so this like entire like there's got to be hundreds of people, and they're like trying to storm up the stores the st- stairs. To go get him. Evil dies tonight. And they all chant evil dies tonight. Because that's that's the gimmick they're pushing for this one. That's what they're trying to get over. Um, it's going to work, guys. I'm going to put that shit on t-shirts. Um, Karen, like, locks him in this hallway. And is like, I'm not going to let them get to you. And then they immediately rush right past her and break the doors down. I'm like, what did she think she was going to do? Yeah. That guy's like, oh man, I gotta go. Yeah, so he <laughs> smashes out the window and jumps out the window and yeah. kills himself. It just makes this disgusting splat sound when he lands. Yep. Juicy. <laughs> Juicy. 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 <laughs> Juicy like a pussy. <laughs> oh, I hate myself. Um. Da, 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 da. Yeah. Um. Oh, Lori's roommate is the sheriff, or the not the sheriff, the officer, officer. Which is real sad because in thirty years or forty years he couldn't like he couldn't get up in the ranks. He's just <laughs> still an officer. So they have their little moment. Apparently, yeah. At some point after the first movie, they had a little. A little um, hookup. A little je ne sais quoi. Man, I'm not sure that's the right thing, <laughs> but but I don't speak French. <laughs> little uh, rendezvous. That's the one. That's what I was trying to come up with. And it was a French word. <laughs> yeah, they were apparently lovers in the nighttime, and he might be Karen's dad. Uh, yeah. Yep. That's alluded to. Never really confirmed. No. Or, I mean, like, they didn't lean in it, into it too heavily. No. It was just like, I might be Karen's dad. And she was like, yeah, you might. And that was it. <laughs> Moving on. Um, good talk. <laughs> Snuck it out. Um, uh, Allison, Cameron, and Lonnie get to the house. Michael shows up. 
breaks Cameron's head or neck in the banister. Yeah, this poor kid gets fucked up. Yeah. And like Allison's like, don't! Like he gets his head <laughs> caught in this banister and he's just like smashing his head back and forth. And then he comes around the other side of the stairs and Allison's like, don't you fucking do it. Don't you fuck. And Michael like grabs his head. She's like, don't, no. Eh, eh. <laughs> Michael's just like, snap. Now she like falls down the stairs and clearly yeah, breaks her breaks leg. Her leg. <laughs> that look, like, it wasn't like, at least not on camera, it wasn't a, like a compound fracture, but it was just a real ouchie, bro. Yeah. But just, I just love that part where he like grabs Cameron's head and she's like, Michael, don't, don't you do it. <laughs> Michael's like, huh? What? 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 Just kidding. Snap. <laughs> Turns his head 180 degrees. Uh, Karen comes, shows up right as he's about to kill uh, Allison, rips off his mask, and is just like, come and get it, big boy. She gets him in the back with a pitchfork. That first, yeah. And then she takes his mask. The pitchfork was on a Halloween decoration on the front porch. She didn't just like have it. <laughs> have it. <laughs> um, I don't know why, and no offense, but Michael having male pattern baldness just makes him really unintimidating. <laughs> All right. <laughs> but yeah, like you see Michael without the mask and he's got like, you know, the, the ring. And does he have a goatee? Uh, I think he's just got like a beard. Just a beard? Okay. Just scraggly, un- yeah, like, if, unshaven. If he had a goatee, it would be weird. Be like Michael doesn't seem like the type who would like take the time to shape his facial hair. Yeah. But yeah, he follows uh follows Karen around. She's like leading him around with his mask. Uh leads him out into the street and Tommy and his gang show up. There's like, I don't know, 10 of them maybe. Yeah. Yeah, around there. And they they just beat the shit out of Michael. Just street justice. Yeah. And uh then they're all like, you know, high five and congratulating each other. And Lori starts giving this monologue about how Michael will never die and he's something beyond human and blah, 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 blah. This is this, about the point where I was like, what? Yeah, me too. Bullshit. I was just like, okay, now you're just getting silly. And I was like, are we getting into Curse of Michael Myers territory? Yeah. Are we going to start talking about Curse of Thorn? And- yeah, it's like you retconned all that shit to undo that fucking nonsense. Yeah. But Michael just sits up Undertaker style and then just takes everybody out one by one. They're like shooting him in the chest and he's like, he nah. He took like five, six bullets in the chest. He's yeah. dead. Yeah. He's just like, nah, I'm straight. Yeah. And just kills everyone. Smashes Huckleberry over Tommy's face. Yeah, Tommy did. Yep. So, you know, close that chapter. Uh, And then we see... Karen up in the window, looking out the window in Laurie Strode's room, just like Michael used to do. And then uh, Michael comes up from behind. Yeah, just appears out of nowhere. Yeah. And uh, stabs her. Yeah. And like, it took me a second to realize if this was, or figure out if this was like real or. Yeah, it felt like a dream or something. Um, But yeah, just, she got fucked up. Yeah. Like, it wasn't just a simple stab. He, like, fucked her up. Yeah. Um. Did not see that coming. I no. W- 
I was very taken taken aback by that. Uh, cause you know, I kind of thought, you know, she would be part of the third one. Yeah. Uh, you know, Allison is presumably nearby. So this is all, she was down, just right outside. She was down on the sidewalk. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, but that's how it ends. Yep. And that leads us into Halloween ends, presumably next year. That's the plan. Um, so I don't think that Universal or Blumhouse was expected for people to hate this as much as they do. I don't think so. <laughs> it, what was really interesting, though, is like um, on Peacock, they show the Rotten Tomato scores. Uh-huh. And it's like the critic score was 46, I think. I saw... Wait. No, sorry. When I watched it, I think it was like 30, 39 or something like that. Oh, really? It must have gone up then because I watched it last night. And I think it was four. I want to say forty six, and the audience score was a hundred. I just watched it this morning, so it must have gone down. Oh, <laughs> well then, which makes more sense. Was the I audience guess. score still a hundred? No, audience score was like seventy something. Oh wow. Um, but almost everyone on like on my Facebook that have that have seen it said they hated it, and like. I have to set myself apart from a lot of Halloween fans because I am not like this ride or die Halloween fan. I'll watch it, sure, but I really don't give a shit. (laughs) So to me, this is just another Halloween movie. I feel like these last two movies really put the series back on track because pretty much after Halloween 2, it just went fucking sideways. Mm -hmm. And I mean, you know, you can count Halloween 3 as like a separate entity. I'm talking about like Michael Myers saga went fucking off the rails. Yeah. So this put it back on track. I wish they would have, I think I said this when we talked about uh, Halloween last year. It was a lot, no, 2018. Two, yeah. Um, I wish that they would have saved Halloween too. Yeah. I don't really understand why they didn't. Well, you know, a lot of fucking... John Carpenter fanboys, they hate to. Well, because John Carpenter hated to. So. He fucking directed it. <laughs> it's his fault. But, but no, he, I mean, he the, never wanted to make it. Oh. The studio made him. Yeah. Um, but, you know, a lot of people are bitching about how, like, oh, it's so bloody. It's like, you ask me, that's what a slasher movie's supposed to be. Yeah. Slasher movie's supposed to be bloody. I don't give a fuck what John Carpenter did in the first Halloween movie. That's not a slasher movie to me. Well, it is, but that's not my image of a slasher movie. To me, that's missing blood. Yeah. That's missing the violence that should have been in it. Um, and I don't know. Like, I've seen like a well, lot of- I don't hear of- John Carpenter out here being like, you know, oh, you know, the spirit of my movie. No, he didn't use blood because he couldn't. Well, yeah. And, you know, like he's signing off on all this shit. Yeah. He's a producer. Yeah. And like, I know I keep seeing that Halloween ends, the script is done and they sent it to John Carpenter for his notes. So I presume they did the same thing with this one and and the last one. So it's like, it's not like they're making a movie that he d- isn't giving his blessing to. Yeah. Um, I think if John Carpenter like were to make Halloween for the first time today, I think it would be bloody. Yeah. And I don't understand why people are so, uh, you know, uh, 
resistant to that or like why they think that Michael Myers shouldn't have blood, why he shouldn't have any specific motivation. It's like, I, I get the notion that it makes him scarier because he just, he just kills to kill. Like, I, okay, whatever. But like the notion that like Laurie was his sister and he's basically trying to finish the job. Like I thought that was like intriguing. I, I think that furthered the story the way that, a story should. Yeah. You know, maybe it's not initially included in the first story and not explicit, but I think you can't just keep retelling the same story. You have to expand on it. Right. (laughs) And I think that's, I think that's what a lot of people are missing. The people that, that talk so much shit about this and, you know, I think more people are talking shit about this than they did the last one, but people want that, want to see 1978, Halloween on screen again. They basically want that movie remade over and over and over because that's what they love. That's what they grew up with. Yada, yada, yada. And they can't really, um, I don't know, open their minds to an expansion or, you know, a a growing of the story. Um, yeah. And you know, a lot of people, I feel like, uh, they just say, Oh, well, that's not Michael Myers. Who the fuck are you to decide that? <laughs> and like, sorry, the Michael Myers that you know and love from, well, maybe not love, but basically from anything from two to was H no Halloween resurrection. That was, the, that was the last one in the original. Canon. Yes. Basically all those movies, those don't exist. So any like notion of Michael Myers, that you know, beyond the first movie that doesn't exist anymore. It's yeah. basically a Blake slate. So, I saw one guy bitching about uh, um, when they were talking about Annie Brackett and when she died, talking about how they were using stills from um, or scenes from Halloween Two. It's like so. It's the same fucking night, same fucking cast. <laughs> Who cares if it was from Halloween Two? It's just, it doesn't matter. Just, just nitpicky little bullshit. Just like trying to. A lot of people, I feel like, are trying to justify not liking this movie um, because it wasn't exactly what they wanted it to be. And honestly, I think a lot of them aren't even sure what they wanted it to be. We're probably going to bitch about it regardless. Yeah. Anyway, so those are my thoughts. <laughs> um, it's fine. I didn't love it, but I didn't hate it. Um, I don't think it's as good as the last one. Yeah, I, I agree with that. I also think the last one, like when we reviewed it, I kept saying it feels like a Halloween movie. It feels like a John Carpenter movie. This one still does, but less so. This kind of feels more like David Gordon Green taking it in his own direction. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, like you said, you know, they most likely did get notes from John Carpenter and and, you know, they did on the first one too, but this feels more like like David Gordon's Green's Halloween as opposed to just a continuation of John Carpenter's Halloween. Mm-hmm. Um, not to say that's a bad thing. It's just different. Yeah. Yeah, but this this one, I've, the whole thing with the mob and the evil dies tonight and stuff just felt a little contrived to me. Felt very political. Yeah. I mean, it's, I mean, just with the, uh, the you know, political environment of the last couple of years. 
Um, whether or not that was intentional to kind of, you know, play on those emotions, I, I, I don't know. But it felt very familiar and maybe a little heavy-handed, but... And just, you know, it's it's very good representation of mob mentality. Yeah. How people are so easy to be swept up in something without fully understanding it. Well, I also found it so funny that it was like when they were at the hospital, like I said, there was hundreds of people storming up the stairs trying to get Michael. But then when they actually like confront him in the street, there's like 10 people. (laughs) Yeah. Like where did the rest of the mob go? All right. You go ahead. Mm -hmm. We're going to stay here at the hospital. Well, they finally realized that the man in the hospital was not Michael Myers, and so they're probably right. like, "Oh man, what are we doing? Yeah, let's let's go back to work." <laughs> yeah. Oh, and uh, Sheriff Brackett was in this. And yeah. I, for some reason, I thought his character was dead. No, because he was in Halloween too. I don't. Know, but I, I thought the actor was dead. That's for sure. Um, but yeah, he he was in this. He's now a security guard at the hospital. <laughs> yeah. Like man, how the mighty have fallen. Um, but yeah, he like once this guy jumped out the window, splatters on the ground, and you know Tommy Doyle comes out and you know he's like, "We got him, we got him." And Brackett's like, "That's not him. That's not Michael Myers." Yeah. And he's like, "Well, are are you sure?" And he's like, "His head is smashed, and he always wore a mask. We have no way of knowing." But even when you know there's this mob rush, rushing through the halls of the hospital and Lori sees this guy that they're chasing. She's like, that, that's not him. That's not him. And like her and Karen are trying to get this mob to listen to them. And, uh, I feel like Karen gets fucking body checked like twice. Yeah. <laughs> um, but no, I, bottom line. Yes. I agree with you. It, Feels like a Halloween film, less so than the than the last one. Um, I'd say it's probably more to my liking because it did have more of the b- blood and violence that I want for my slasher movies. Um, it didn't feel like a Carpenter movie to me, like like at all. Yeah, like I, I saw they they were trying to a lot of ca- camera shots and and stuff like that, um, but. And you know you had the Carpenter soundtrack, um, and they're they're definitely trying to make it a Carpenter movie. Uh, it just did didn't play that way for me. It definitely seemed like somebody else was making a, a Halloween movie. Yeah. Um. But yeah, no. Honestly, though, I don't understand the vitriol. Uh, other than like a lot of fanboys just getting pissed off that it wasn't the exact movie that they were hoping for. And I feel like if this is the direction it's going, they're going to be real upset when Halloween and ends come around. Probably, yeah. But and the the whole bullshit about him basically being some kind of immortal because people have empowered him to be so. Like basically, like somehow the the word of mouth has given him superpowers. Yeah, <laughs> that's horseshit. Like I'm sorry, I don't care who you are. If you take like five, six bullets in the chest and take a beating from numerous people with blunt objects and then get stabbed directly in the back, like in, in your spine, you're not getting up. Right. One of those things is going to kill you. Yep. If not all of them. 
Uh, so I could have done without that. Yeah, that was hokey. I don't. I don't know. I I can't believe Carpenter signed off on that. I would think if he wanted to maintain his legacy, he would have been like, nope. Yeah, this, get rid of that part. This is what fucked up the last ones. Anyway, I, I it's, yeah. Again, I don't understand the hatred, but whatever. You're not you're not going to please everyone. So, um, should really compare this to what I gave the last one. You gave a six. I gave a six. Yeah, I'll probably give this one a six too. Uh, I am also going to give this one a six. I gave the last one a seven. I'm going to give this one a six. Like I said, I I, I thought it was fine, but I, I do think that the the last one was better. Yep. I think the last one was just a better story. Like this one, yeah, like it had more blood. It was definitely more violent. Um, and so it had that going for it. But I think story-wise, the last one was just better. Well, actually, not to continue to rail on this, but, you know, so many people are so upset that they're like, oh, this is basically just Halloween 2. Like, that that's where the story is going to go. What do you want? Yeah. It's like the guy goes out and kills a bunch of people on Halloween night. What do you think is going to happen next? <laughs> I mean, you think you think the town might rally together to try and stop him? You know? Yeah. yeah. Fucking people. Fucking A. <sighs> All right. Well, that's it, guys. That's it. That's Halloween. Kills. Well, yeah. That's our Halloween's don't <laughs> spooktacular. <laughs> no, that that's the end of the Halloween special. Hope you enjoyed it, even though we just talked about two really not good movies. <laughs> Man. Hindsight's twenty twenty, huh? <clears throat> so they say. Well, um, we're gonna be back in two weeks, right? Yes, sir. Well, no, one week. Just one? Yeah. Are you sure? Yeah. That's why this is a, a mini-sode. You are correct, sir. Uh, wherein we will be talking about what? Uh, we're going to be talking about antlers and bingo hell. Yes, sir. Started watching bingo hell, like not realizing that we had it on the schedule. I'm just like, okay, well, I'm just going to stop it now. So yeah. I have to rewatch it. Uh, okay. Well, um... That'll be fun, right? Hopefully I can get to Antlers, to get to a theater to watch Antlers. I'll try it's theater. And it comes out the day before we're supposed to record, so uh, pretty much like, see it that night or not at all. Fuck beans. Quite. Well, if that doesn't work out, then we might call an audible. Yep, might be something different. We'll see. Uh, in the meantime, Taylor, where can people find us? They can find us at greatplotpodcast.com as well as wherever you listen to your podcast, rate, review, and subscribe. Follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube as Grave Plot Podcast, or on Twitter as Grave underscore Plot. Patreon.com slash Grave Plot Podcast if you want some exclusive content. And GravePlotFilmFest.com for all your news and updates on the Grave Plot Film Fest 2022. PC. <laughs> <laughs> yep. All right, guys. Thanks for joining us on another Halloween special. 
Um, until next time, I'm Skeletoni. I am Taylor of Terror. This has been the Grave Flat Podcast, where we're all a little dead inside. Happy Halloween.